Hi, this is Emily from Glee on the Rocks, and this is a quick listener's note before you begin this episode. Um, We recorded and edited this episode before Naya Rivera's tragic passing, which is why there's no commentary about it. Um, We held off posting this episode as we took time to deal and gather our own thoughts um, and decided that we would go ahead and post it as is. The next episode of this podcast is I Kissed a Girl, which heavily features Santana in an important storyline. We're going to wait a little bit before recording it to give ourselves and you guys a little more time to decompress. Uh, And first, we're going to record a tribute episode of sorts, um, but more on that um, in an upcoming update. Um, But for now, please enjoy this episode and please remember Naya however you want. Take care of each other. Welcome back to another episode of Glee on the Rocks. I'm Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm B. Uh, and this is Mash Off, um, which is a consistent uh, feature of Glee are the mashups, but this episode is actually just called Mash Off. Um, it is the sixth episode of the third season. It premiered November 15th, 2011. And I feel like telling you the dates are really only important because of how long ago that feels now it's like nine years i mean february feels like a decade ago so 2011 feels like it's so long ago it doesn't actually exist that it never actually happened yeah are the gen zers here thinking of how old you were then was it really young don't tell me i don't want to know i mean it wasn't for me but (laughs) the gen zers we were in the prime of our youths I think technically I'm a millennial. I mean, I'm I'm definitely a millennial. Yeah, but I have the heart of a Gen X. And gross. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love Gen X. Fine. Um, So in this episode, uh, I'm just going to read from the Wikia. The third annual mashup competition takes place with Brittany and Santana in the Trouble Tones with Mercedes. It's big trouble for New Directions. Wow. Puck has the hots for Shelby and tells Quinn and tells of Quinn's true intentions. Bert and Sue's campaign heats up when the two Glee Club rivalry is taken seriously. Shelby and Will attempt to hold a mashup competition between the two clubs, but in secret, Finn and Santana plan a dodgeball competition. Uh, this episode was directed by Eric Stoltz and written by Michael Hitchcock. So, oh, Michael Hitchcock. <laughs> shout out to Mike. <laughs> He's a Glee fan that, like, indoors, you know. (laughs) He got in there. Um, So I think we should probably top this episode with a a content warning, I suppose. Um, Mm -hmm. This episode features heavily a Puck storyline, which means there's a a whole lot of Mark Salling footage. Uh, And uh, Puck is not Mark, and Mark is not Puck. But if there's anyone who doesn't even want to doesn't want to go there, um, fast forward to insert 
point here. <laughs> we'll we'll put it in the show notes of when you can just kind of jump ahead um, if we do this correctly. So, yeah. So we have to talk about Puck because it's a heavy storyline. Well, so well the episode opens. Yeah, it opens with the solo of Puck doing Hot for Teacher, which is just too on the nose. You know, I like Glee sometimes. I feel like, did the music make the storyline or did the storyline make the music? Yes. Yeah. This that makes sense. I feel like they were like, we love that song and that would be yeah. great for Puck to sing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They reverse engineered this whole thing. So let's it's a conspiracy. Come up with a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's not even an interesting storyline anyway, because so much is happening. Well, those two things aren't related. That sentence didn't make a whole lot of sense, but like Puck having a crush on a teacher is a storyline and Quinn trying randomly to get her baby back from that very same teacher is a storyline and neither of them really needed to be told. Exactly. Like Quinn just wants her baby back because she feels, she just wants Beth back because she feels sad and she feels sad because the storyline has decided that she's just not worth anything anymore. She's not head cheerleader. She's not head of the glee club. She's not prom queen. So she needs her, her daughter back. And at this point she doesn't even have a love interest. Right. I mean, not really. Yeah. And they can't, they shoo her in like shoehorn her in with someone soon. Joe. Joe Hart. I don't know. Is that who it is? I literally I think it's. I think Joe's next. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The whole storyline to me feels like they really, really wanted an excuse to give Adina mm-hmm. Menzel mm-hmm. more screen time. Which, I mean, sort of fair enough, but also like there's a million. Ways yes, there are other characters that could have been. I mean, you know, it's set in high school, so sure, she's a substitute teacher, but she's already Rachel's mom. Yeah, she's literally Rachel's mom. Like, that's not... They literally never give a story arc to her being mm-hmm. Rachel's mom. Yeah. In the first season, a tiny bit, but still it never lasts more than, like, one episode. And I'm like, how? There's... What? We got... There's no way drama queen Rachel Berry would have been so... Just, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. And just, yeah. The drama's yeah. already built in for her character in that her... That's her daughter who she gave up however many years ago we don't need to add that she has then adopted another baby from her daughter's high school frenemy like why not just stick to the the one that was already there but even that specific storyline they don't super explore like they they say it explicitly in this episode and it's so like weird to hear just like stated like that where Rachel's just like I know you adopted my friend's baby or something and I'm just like oh yeah that thing we never talk about or explore deeper Uh, yep because that wouldn't be like an ethical issue either with the adoption agency like whose baby is this your daughter's friend oh no we're not gonna we're not gonna do this yeah your high school daughter's friend who is I so it's just nonsense. And then having, so I think it would be a troubling storyline with Puck anyway. And we know that Puck's character has a thing for older women because that's been mentioned before with his pool cleaning business and a high school guy having a crush on a teacher yeah. is like, it okay, sure. But given that it's 
Puck is played by the by Mark Salling, it it just adds. Uh, we, we sort of talked about this before we started recording, but it's like who who in Glee in the behind the scenes, like who knew what about Mark Salling, and when did they know it, and when was this storyline decided on? And if they coincide, then fuck those people. <laughs> I mean, Glee's not a documentary. They sure love to like, right. Yeah. It is disturbing. Like it's it's very It is. Disturbing. It's disturbing in a way that I felt weird at the time and now just feels like you you should not have done this. Yeah. Cuz like all this three of not... us had the exact same thought and I'm sure anybody who's rewatching the episodes like just seeing that scene of him holding the baby is like, "Ooh." And that like that is the kind of thing I would love to hear like someone from Glee talk about, which I know that like, no one's going to cross Ryan Murphy like that. But I mean, I would love to know how much information was shared. Like, did these people like really know that some of the storylines being written on the show were a little too close to truth? Yeah, there has. I mean, it's not like they're ever going to do an investigation, but surely. Yeah. you almost want there to be like what are the emails between murphy and other people and what were you guys hiding that could have been revealed a lot sooner because there's there's responsibility in being a producer and a studio yeah. exec and and of course they wouldn't want their show brought down by one of their actors being a giant asshole but uh, it's worth it i mean like i yeah. I don't know. I think showrunners in Hollywood will go a great distance in order to keep their mm, yes. property intact. Yeah, I mean, we know that with all of the women who come forward after the fact saying, like, this was the worst working environment and the sexual abuse was rampant and I told people and it didn't matter. So, like, <laughs> like what are what's in Glee's closet? What skeletons are they hiding? And not even to hide it. it at this point... Well, it's, it's that Glee is yeah. not a documentary um, joke. It's I, like, it's funny until you're like, what? W- were you hinting at something? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if you were, you didn't say anything outright. Fuck you. Like, well, not to start this entire episode I'm out like, on the, the saddest of notes. Yeah. There was good stuff in that opening scene. Yes. Um, if we completely ignore context and everything else and just like... <laughs> Put on our Blaine goggles, everyone. Just put them on Mm -hmm. and watch that scene for what it is. Um, It's an Aaron Christofferson scene is what it is, but um, that's just me. Um, It's very (laughs) much But yeah, uh, yeah, so fun. Great shots of Darren doing a bunch of funny stuff. He does like a a big jump, like a toe touch and grabs his crotch. Like, I mean, (laughs) you can't get much better than that. I really appreciate watching someone else trying to match Harry Shum's physicality. Right. That's, oh, it is. It's like the birth of, um, what do we call it? Bike? Bike, Bike. Chanderson. That's it. Yeah. The birth of Bike Bike Chanderson Chanderson in that episode, which is pretty fun to watch. An underserved bro TP if there ever was one. Yes. It did not get the time and development that it deserved. So did not. The, because... Well, wouldn't Blaine be the other other Asian or was his character not Asian? I could never quite figure that out. We don't know, do we? The actor who was hired to play his mother was not Asian. No, and And neither is his brother. Exactly. (laughs) Neither of them are Asian, so. Cooper could not be more white bread. (laughs) Bit of a wasp there. 
I did I did like Rachel being like that song is totally inappropriate. Like what did you sing to Mr. Schuster in the first season? Mhm. Like, let's not forget your little crush. Oh god, that's right. I'm not surprised I <laughs> forgot about that. I'm even less surprised the Glee writers <laughs> forgot about that. So the whole point of the episode is like okay, not the whole point. Glee never has a point of an episode, but so like Shu and Shelby are like, we need to stop the fighting between our two teams. And the only mm-hmm. way to do that is to have a competition. Yes. Like, <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. I liked I liked where she was going with this. Like they hate each other. Now let's make it personal. Right? Like they don't try to like mm-hmm. smush the teams together, like make them collaborate. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, this will solve the fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that really shows that she's learned as an educator. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Kids love she's... Jeopardy. Yep. And she's like, yes, the kids will love it and love it. They did. Yep. I mean, she does have the best mentor ever there <laughs> in Shu, the Spanish mm-hmm. teacher extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. She's really learning from the best. <laughs> so I will say that scene did give us one rare thing, which is a shot of them in a classroom, mm-hmm. which was kind of funny because I feel like most people would not all be sitting next no. to each other. Like, I don't know. I, I, I get that at this point in the show, they're supposed to kind of all be friends. Are they? In like the last episode, like some scenes of yeah. like Kurt and Artie and Tina like waving to Mercedes while they were in their other like makeshift choir room or whatever. So <laughs> that's, but they don't talk to each other or have any storylines outside of it. So who yeah. knows? Strangers in the night. Um, that mashup of the you and I, you and I is like just horrible though. I forgot how bad it truly was. And then I was watching it again. What are you talking about? Good. Idina Menzel has such a beautiful voice and they gave her the worst songs this season. <laughs> I wonder if, well, I was going to say, I wonder if Leah Michelle had anything to do with that. <laughs> well. That too. It's not too far to speculate, I don't think. <laughs> too far. Anything. She was like. I think that door for speculation has <laughs> been opened. wide open. I mean, yeah, she, it's a dumb. I, I mean, I get why they mashed them up. But okay, like, well, it doesn't make any I sense either because they do the song and they're like, you know what? It's because two unlike things can be great together. And then mm-hmm. they don't make that a theme for the competition that they have to pick two songs that are like mm-hmm. opposite genres. Like the New Directions literally picks two songs by the same, they both pick two songs by the same artist. Like that. Yeah. So why even have that conversation? Where did that come from? Yeah. It's not like they had to do, um, oh, what was the, it was the, what was it called? The Gray Album when it was Jay-Z and Linkin Park. Mm, numb. Back. Yeah, numb. Like, what if they had to do something like that? Um, like, actual yeah, opposites. Yeah, or, like, perform songs that, like, were mashups themselves. And then, like, uh, it just, the, the the song that Shu and Shelby mm-hmm. sing has no correlation whatsoever to the assignment of the week. <laughs> so weird. Mm-mm. 
Well, and a lot of their Glee does this though, right? Like they give the the show gives a thesis, but then the storylines around it are just like a little off track of what the thesis is supposed to be. Yeah. Like let's have an episode about togetherness and it or rumors, right? Like it's about the Glee Club breaking apart, but really it's an episode about a kid who's lost his home. Right? It's like one person you know? like, like set up the episode. Like they were like, this is the point. And the other person was like, what if I only heard half of what you said, ignored the other half yeah. and just went for it? Just really took off running yeah. with that note. Like I would say this is one of the better episodes that doesn't really – push the overall plot forward like it's not a competition episode or anything like there's no like super special event but it's actually still a fairly good episode I don't know I mean yeah, I didn't hate this episode at all I mean yeah, I like I enjoyed watching it yeah, yeah. I ended up songs were good I ended up watching it twice because of I'm not gonna say because of the gap between the recording but because of the gap between the recording <laughs> you guys my microphone and like <laughs> so I watched I watched it again and by watched, I mean I fast forwarded through the puck stuff. Mm-hmm. Why this? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't need this. But I watched the rest of it, and you're like, it's not, it's not a bad episode, yeah. all in all. Um, and yeah, the music, some of the music, real fucking yeah. good. I mean, I have. I'm not gonna say like I don't have issues. But there's still with like it. no cohesion to the to the story. Like the story is one of the better stories, and yet it's still a very bad story overall structurally mm-hmm. i mean i i like mm-hmm. the santana storyline yeah. um, just because i don't know i'm always going to be drawn to like queer yeah. storylines of any flavor and the whole like unwilling mm-hmm. outedness <laughs> i can't think yeah. of words <laughs> sorry um yeah i don't know right. Finn outing her that way uh i don't know i do right and, and this sets it up it goes but, over multiple um, like episodes too. It sets up the, the storyline. Yeah, yeah, it does. Which I feel like is because they just didn't care enough to have an entire episode about Santana. Mm. But I also think works better right. in terms of telling mm-hmm. the story. It's sort of like Bert Hummel syndrome, where like the things they care less about that they don't put as much time into don't get right. Ruined. Right. I mean, I did. I did like the continuation of Finn not being the the savior that I think he started out trying to be. Yeah, he's much more like an like Finn's from here. Yeah, like Finn's really kind of a dick in these these sets of episodes between how he treats Santana. Like no one deserves to be outed, but at the same time, Santana's been a bitch to him. But they have a complicated relationship, and she's also just kind of mean to people in general. And then his treatment of Blaine at the same time. Like, in these couple episodes here, he really falls into not a good, not a bad character, but, like, not a good guy. And I appreciate that because it's something that feels kind of real. That And it's tied into, like, him not feeling good enough for college, for football. Like, yeah. Yeah. His storyline is actually, I don't remember how it ends, but is right now, like, one of the longer running actual character arcs in the season yeah yeah but and i do think it it calls back to like how he treated kurt in the first season which almost a troubling trend of like finn has issues with queer characters a little yeah Uh, but i don't think they Mm -hmm. meant that Mm -hmm. 
I just think that like Finn's the male lead, so if it's not an attractive woman that he can date, then it's someone he can butt right. heads with. Yeah, it would actually have because they kind of. Like, I was gonna say it would yeah. actually have been interesting if there was a main character who was struggling with the acceptance of other sexualities. But I don't think they were going to yeah. make their male lead a uh, homophobe. No. <laughs> you know, but it he does. No. You're right. He, Instead, it just unintentionally <laughs> unintended. happened. It's uh, like, and because I, I, I really don't think that that's what they meant to do. Right. But between the fact that the three characters right. he treats worst are at this yeah, point, yeah, yeah. like the three queer yeah, or gay they characters. Are. Britney's bi, but Santana's right. Just a lesbian, right? Uh, I think it depends on what season okay. you're watching. That's true. Well, she she self-identifies as a lesbian. <laughs> she does yeah. now. Yeah, that's what yeah. counts. Yeah, wasn't there like an Ian Brennan comment or something? One of them was like, who told um, Naya Rivera like, oh, Santana's a lesbian now? Just straight up at the beginning of the season. It was like. This is your character now. Good luck. Well, I mean, that's how it really happened. I mean, they did it on accident because we know there were no lesbians in the writer's room. But um, mm. that is kind of a very authentic yeah. lesbian experience to be forcing yourself to have performative relationships with men because of compulsive heterosexuality. And then, you know, realizing that actually I never felt anything the whole time and I'm a lesbian. Like, yeah, that definitely happens. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it also, like, not to get, like, personal, but I can almost kind of relate to the, like, slightly, I don't know, you're not emotionally attached to guys, so sex with them is a little bit easier, so you have some of that Mm -hmm. in a weird, like, denial, like, well, look, I can do this. Clearly, I'm not a lesbian. There's this really great Google Doc that someone put together that's called the Am I a Lesbian Master Post. I think it's a must read for anyone. I really do. Um, Because it talks about all the different, like, common, of course, you know, everyone's experience is different, but outlines some of the ones that would lead you to question, like, if you're a lesbian or not. Mm. And that's definitely one of them is, like, you have a lot of casual sex or it's, like, you have a lot of, um, you know, very, like, deep love relationships, but you're just, like, a serial dater. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of different interesting things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it would, it would kind of work into how she just kind of snatched Finn up because he was available and because it hurt someone Mm -hmm. else, not because she really felt anything for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, I don't know, hard to like point out any guy Santana was with. She would have had like genuine Mm -hmm. feelings. Yeah. But I remember watching this um, nine years ago and not understanding any of that and just kind of being like what right like that may have just been 2009 Mm -hmm. also (laughs) we were just like (laughs) it was a different world back then i I very much disliked finn and i watching it like the second i don't know this is probably my third or fourth rewatch um just because i rewatched it more often because you hate yourself season one through three i watched i rewatched a lot after that i stopped rewatching oh yeah i should say i didn't rewatch four or five at all uh, but yeah, I, I just really, really disliked Finn. And it was a combination of using slurs mm-hmm. towards Kurt and generally not like handling that well and the scene with Santana. And like, I'm not even going to say it's unrealistic for, what's he supposed to be like 17 yeah, here? About. 
a 17 year old boy mm-hmm. i still would prefer if if like they actually dealt with that more but like i said i don't think they were intending on portraying him as homophobic so yeah i'm not surprised that there's more clarity on that yeah, he certainly doesn't have to reckon with anything i think they not really they wanted to be like oh well blaine you know is just the lead singer of the warblers and finn's the lead singer of new directions which is Mm -hmm. but true somehow and um (laughs) it's like and never the twain shall meet so i think that's what they're trying to go with but they never really face off about like they face off about the music but it's more like about control of the group it really is neither one of them in season two i don't know like blaine definitely wasn't in control of the warblers they had all fucking council and then that he wasn't on he wasn't even on the council and then finn was not in charge of the new directions like him versus um rachel like he never wanted to sit Mm -hmm. on songs or like you know like he was just the one who's like oh yeah guys we're gonna do it teamwork you know and blaine was just the soloist so like why would they they butt heads like that really doesn't make sense it doesn't there were a couple episodes i think where i like how we say like i think as if we haven't just watched (laughs) them but this is what time works like (laughs) There were times when um, Schuster would be like, Finn, you gotta, you're the cheerleader and you, you gotta step up and help lead this club. But it would be for like one right. song. But that's the thing is, okay, and Finn's it's not, the leader in, in leadership, yeah. but Blaine was just the soloist. He was not the leader. So. Yeah. No. I don't know what Glee spoke. Yeah. He wasn't. I mean, Blaine was the, the pretty voice that did what they yeah. told him to. Yeah. He's the two stepper in the front, you yeah. know? <laughs> they put him up there because he was short so that they could line people Honestly, up behind him and they could all be seen. Sense. You, know, you don't have risers. You get a good spec. Yeah, if you don't have risers in the adult in the common right. room, you got to make do. <laughs> you just put that pretty face up front. Junior, senior, plane. Yeah, the I did appreciate. There, I mean, we're gonna get to the episode where um, Finn and Blaine confront each other over nothing, but. <laughs> I think it would have been nice and I, I'm just not remembering the upcoming episodes that well, but to see a little more from Blaine coming back at Finn, because right now it's just Finn being a dick to someone smaller than him, who's just like, yeah, that's okay, I'm fine with that. They're not really they're not really battling anything out. It just it just adds to Finn looking like a jackass right. when Blaine like so where Finn is like, I think we should give a solo to the oh. new guy. And he gives it to Rory over Blaine's head, like literally visually over yeah, Blaine's like head. Making a point while he does it. Yeah. Making a point. And Blaine's just like, okay. I mean, you can see it in his eyes. That was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to rise to this bait, but I think it could have been fun if there was a little more competition. Although then maybe I would have hated that too. I wonder if they couldn't do that just because of like Darren and Corey. Right. And they're together. Together. It was a harsh <laughs> choreography. So they were like, ah. yeah, they, <laughs> I, just, I just had a mental image of them doing like the dirty dancing where he just holds Blaine up <laughs> just because yeah. he can. <laughs> I will. Now I want to see that. That's how they. draws the fan art. <laughs> <laughs> That's how. That's our like what a should have moment for this. <laughs> Wait, but who's holding who? Well, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I want to see both ways. Uh, oh my god, that's the best. That's how they work out their differences is through the power of dance. 
playing in his watermelon. It's so funny that that's even a combo where he was like, I say we give the solo to a new guy because that's not a song. The ultimately the mashup does not have just one soloist. A bunch of different people solo at different it times. At all. So, there's no, no such thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, I hate when Glee does that stuff. That they that just that just royally pisses. Like, what were your song people and your script people not talking to each other? Like, no, obviously not. I mean, you didn't pick a song where it just had one soloist throughout the song. <laughs> no, we're gonna give this. Which is then also like, what if he already had that song in mind and he was like, I'm going to give the solo to the new guy. So even if he had given it to Blaine, there is no solo. <laughs> right. It's still, it's just a solo. It's not the solo. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't it's just a line. Oh my God. That's funny. from the back. <laughs> God. Fucking Finn. I do think it's, in, it's an interesting part of uh, Glee though, because you've got like the tension between the two Glee clubs and between like friends and you know that are like split between the two glee clubs and then you have um the tension within the new directions that's brewing um i just Mm -hmm. it's upsetting because it seems like it should be leading up to trouble tones like winning yeah it it, it does i guess it's no it's just another opportunity for new directions to like overcome all obstacles to win yeah no you're right It, it it definitely does feel like this um tension building as you said and i'm just stealing <laughs> should have led up to a real consequence for right. them and they could have like learned from it and also it would have just been it would have been very satisfying after the the mm-hmm. whole west side story thing if mercedes yeah. got like the win mm-hmm. on rachel mm-hmm. would have been so it nice that would have made way more sense in the storyline i think I am, however, going to assume from this point on that everything that would have been not quite a win for Rachel was just like struck down. <laughs> probably, didn't want to do it. you know, we could probably read that into viewing this. Like that's probably in the text. So there's no text. Well, it is text. Like, <laughs> who needs a text? <laughs> well, like my partner and I were talking about the Lee Michelle accusations, and she was like, "I don't know. Like, doesn't she just seem like?" just like a stupid little girl you could just like not pay any attention to like it just seems petty and I'm like you're right it is but Leah Michelle was like the it girl then especially on that set like she was like Ryan Murphy's special little girl you know like she was like a direct line to him basically and think of all these people who've stayed silent for so long years Mm -hmm. later because they're scared of her and it's just now that like people have started to knock her down a peg that they feel safe saying anything like that's crazy imagine being on that set every day I think if Ryan Murphy wasn't the showrunner, like if she was pulling this shit on a different show, it wouldn't have gone the same way. I think it's because he, for some reason, had her on a pedestal that that then gave her the uh, authority by proxy to be and the security, like the safety and security to not get in trouble. And maybe it also. Yeah, it it makes me like wonder I mean, obviously, Ryan Murphy has other pets besides mm-hmm. Leah. I don't think Darren is the same type of person Leah is, but it makes me wonder if people had mm-hmm. the same eggshells mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. Darren on, like, if not Glee said, though I would say, like, especially by the, like, fifth season, it was clear that that uh, <laughs> Blaine was getting more right. than his share of right. solos. Uh, but I don't know. It, it's... Ryan Murphy having like his pet favorites is just like a constant thing everyone knows about. 
and mm-hmm. Leah was just the one that would have used yeah. it. Yeah, it's hard to know because like she fell off of his his gravy train. Like she hasn't been in his she latest shows. Screen points for two like seasons. one season two, but like Darren's been in half of the Murphy yeah. shows, and he got his own one. So if if being Murphy's yeah. number one offers you any sort of protection from uh, mudslinging, then Darren's probably still under that umbrella. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Do you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah no, it does. Also, uh, while we're talking about like only semi-related things to this episode, um, <laughs> that's the real title. The maybe this would make yeah, only semi-related a better mini episode. Oh yeah. But uh, I don't know. Darren and Leah touring together uh, just makes me wonder: oh, is like Darren shit, the only one that's been up that. with her, or dude, or like Darren at least knew something. Yeah. One of those stories that came out was that Chris had invited someone to sit with lunch, and he mentioned Darren as being someone sitting at the lunch table. And then Leah Michelle came over and made that person move. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. at least one anecdote of you know witnessing her yeah. nastiness firsthand and presumably not doing anything about it uh-huh well he was too preoccupied with lunch with chris i mean we we understand Obs. Obs. As he no but see that's so i actually didn't even think really about what that tour must have been like because i was not going to be involved was, there was that whole learen nova street whatever their ship name was they tried it so really hard to make that a thing and no one gave a yeah, shit. no one cared, but they were really all trying to like <laughs> feed off each other's fame for uh, 15 mm-hmm. minutes. And Well, I mean, I guess speaking of uh, infighting and <laughs> things being thrown, I don't make segues. Um, the dodgeball yeah. seemed... That, oh, yeah. That's definitely a good way for teenagers to work out aggression is to throw stuff at each other. Right. I did have some very like strong nostalgia at the sight of all those <laughs> balls being like hurled around because I avoided that uh. game in school. Like nothing else. Cause did I mean did your schools do the thing where at the end like somebody would end up getting all the balls slammed at them in the middle of the court? No. Um no. Oh my god. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, mine did. Yeah. No, it was literally just like yeah, that. No. And like the coaches would just stand there and watch. So was it nostalgia or trauma? Yeah. yeah. I feel like we probably have to give like, you know, high fives all around at the end of the game kind of a thing. <laughs> it's the Pacific Northwest. We're a bunch of hippies. Those dodgeball games were like, people were not gently throwing those No. Balls. Also, I, I did usually last until the end because like, in the back. I was kind of invisible. Mm. Yeah, stand in the mm-hmm. back just made it even worse oh, no. yep i stood the back it ended up being like a game of me trying to get tagged no, by I was gonna say that. that's what <laughs> like i do is at the beginning just get in that first hail of them just yeah. be like oh, i'm yeah. out oh no i gotta sit yeah. down <laughs> just desperately running sure the back. i definitely i definitely like would just say oh I, i'm out now when <laughs> i got tagged sorry oh i wish i could catch one and get back in i don't know <laughs> And then I wonder, like, other countries in elementary school, middle school, high school, like, are you guys encouraged to throw solid objects at your fellow <laughs> students, or is that just an American just thing? The sound is it even an American thing anymore? No, I think dodgeball's like, been 
axed. Thank God. We, <laughs> this is, this is super unrelated. Um, my elementary school, we had bow and arrow. Oh, I did that in middle school. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you? It would not trust my It was like, they, they put um, the, uh, the targets up on like mm-hmm. haystacks. And you, you could shoot an arrow. Yep. <laughs> it's like rubber tipped, I'm sure. That was what ours were like. We all had to be very careful, yeah. like to stay behind the line, you know, mm-hmm. while everyone was shooting, and then they'd let everybody go and retreat yep. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had bowling mm-hmm. too, which was fun because we got to be bused to the bowling alley across town. We could buy snacks. Yeah, oh, <laughs> fancy. I mean, we we didn't perform choreographed numbers while we did this, but I could see. <laughs> Maybe you doing it. <laughs> well, um, we wouldn't have had as cool of a song as they do in the dodgeball scene. The um, one way or another hit me with the best, best shot. Yes, yeah. it's so good. See, I thought this was a time where the song being on the nose. No, it was really good. Worked. No, you're right. It was cute. <laughs> it was cute. Like, all right, just just do that. That's fine. We know, um, we know that's what Glee does. I, we can I can complain about it, but it's not like they're going to stop doing it. That was their mo. No. Uh, I love Darren's yes. short shorts. <laughs> well, most of the other guys are in basketball shorts. But yeah, that was actually my other thought while I was watching it. it was like those would not be school regulation shorts <laughs> no. for that game. Fingertip rule, Darren. It counts for you too. There's been many examples of Darren wearing the short shorts for some reason, mm-hmm. even when other people aren't. He would have had to put on like a shirt of shame. I'm just imagining. <laughs> I'm imagining Ryan Murphy walking into costuming, holding the shorts, <laughs> being like. Mm-hmm. Those are like some straight up Sophie shorts. Like, maybe they were just his. Uh, might have been. Yeah. I don't want to judge. I just think that maybe. And that's how he got to be <laughs> Ryan Murphy's favorite. That was implied. But uh, I think that um, the dodgeball scene up until up until the violent end is yeah. like just a fun scene. Like the way that it's shot, like it, it makes me. It, it's reminiscent of like the mattress um commercial in the yeah. first season kind of like the slow motion and the jumping and the, like yeah it's just it's an entertaining scene this is a very curious number in that there's no traditional choreography and uh, our mandate was to just do a bunch of crazy stuff it, it was glee doing like what glee mm-hmm. did best in a very mm-hmm. like unironic way like it, it actually when well, they look like they're having fun although there were a few injuries involved um i don't know did you watch so there's a the behind the scenes for this one there's like a two three minute video um of like behind the scenes filming of uh, the dodgeball scene and i had forgotten right. that kevin in his his wheelchair bashed into darren's knee oh yeah that's a right few, a few injuries going around that's what that that happened so yeah with their schedule of like learning choreography mm-hmm. and filming i'm surprised there's not more um yeah, I liked it. I thought it was fun. No, yeah, I loved that scene. Um, it was interesting, though, because it's like, okay, so they all, the whole Troubled Tones team, like, hits Rory with balls at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it Santana hits him in the face and makes him bleed, and so it's Santana's fault somehow. I, um, yeah, because she. Or was it just Santana yeah. the charge? Maybe I, that I was it. Don't actually see. But somehow yeah. it turns into Santana versus Finn because reasons. Because they have uh, history and she's been calling him manatee tits for. That's true. Well, I actually I mean, forget what her insult was. But... Rising. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I love that Kurt um, defends Rory. Oh, it's, 
Kurt's just such a great character. I don't understand why people hate Kurt. So, okay. So this leads in, um, this dovetails, if you will, into <laughs> my problem with his student council president campaign is okay. he has the perfect um, thing to run on. He has the perfect platform of bullying where he's been bullied. He had the whole fucking thing with Karofsky. He knows what happens in this school, but his platform at the time is obesity. Mm. Like why, why was he yeah. ever running on tater tots in the cafeteria and not bullying when that's personal? It affects I'm assuming half at least half of the school like why did it take a new kid you know, being head, yeah with a dodgeball to be like you know what that's right bullying is bad even though I've experienced it for the last three years at the school myself and like yeah these are yeah like a- implied to be part of like a very regular yeah and like I know no one's been slushied in like six episodes but it happened frequently, but because it happened to the new guy, yeah, that, I don't know. Like, why wasn't bullying your campaign the entire time? Um, my headcanon is that Kurt just blacked all that stuff out. It's <laughs> like, I can't. He took a couple poppers and like was like, I can't memory do it. It's like, that's enough. <laughs> uh, so, so during, an out, they called it the debate. There was no debating happening. They were just giving speeches. <laughs> all right so during and i this was one of those glee editing things where it was there was a uh a mashup a mash-off and then the student council president speech and then back to the mash-offs like what does a day look like for mckinley <laughs> how many days have passed did they like flipped a coin and said okay the new directions are going first they immediately perform but then we go after an outfit change after an outfit change but then there's the student council president thing and the, then we come back is this a whole week like what the fuck happened here not that it matters it's more of a just it's it glee and maybe they did this purposefully but it never felt time didn't feel real in this show right it, until they hit a themed holiday episode you were kind of like where is it september yeah, and I know some right. TV shows do this to make the episodes timely for reruns where you're never, you can just throw any episode on and you don't have to be like, oh, well, it's when, so, so that time doesn't matter. But, but when there's a school year involved and thing, when is sectionals? We don't know. When is nationals? It just shows the fuck up, even though they haven't. After been... sectionals. Right. Like, I don't know. The time in Glee just always felt like a oh, hey, this episode's going to air around Christmas. Let's make it a Christmas episode. Why not? And I mean, you know what you get when you start fucking with the timelines. You, you get it in your brain. <laughs> that didn't happen. Well, I don't... Be more specific. Berenstein uh, is spelled with an E and there's no junior blame. <laughs> really, it was all about selling those records and we know it. And it Christmas was. Song. It really, really so was. was. Yep. Um... Anyway, so in in the student council president debate slash talk off, um, Rachel withdraws her candidacy and pledges her support to Kurt. I think we're supposed to feel like this is a good move, but she's doing it 
a bit out of pity because she's had a conversation Mm -hmm. with Shelby, her mother, (laughs) to get her to sign a letter of recommendation for Niada, that thing that's also happening. That Rachel wrote. That Rachel wrote for herself. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Shelby told her and I guess reminded the audience that um, Rachel has been in every fucking club that we've never seen her in. It's about time. (laughs) Right. And doesn't. Yeah. Which is funny because her actual resume or like, like whatever she handed to Shelby didn't say anything about extracurriculars besides bleep. (laughs) I guess you're just supposed to remember that in her freshman year, she was in actually every club because of that whole yearbook thing. But now I guess she feels bad for Kurt, who doesn't have all of that shit on his transcript and decides to just hand over her voters. I don't know. It's one of those. Had any right? Had any? (laughs) It's one of those. It's one of those moves that when someone does it, and either you're supposed to feel like, oh, that was really nice of her, but all you, all I really felt was like, God so selfish <laughs> like you just want to do yeah. this for kudos yeah. and brownie points and i know it to have your gay with you in new york like yeah. That's it. yeah you're just trying to get your gay friend back so that you have someone to help you out on the, like <sighs> yeah I mean, she she wants a like human shaped yeah. security blanket right. and instead, in new york. instead of just being a good friend this whole time she's like i'm gonna give up this for you assuming right. i guess that she was gonna win in the first place yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I can already tell, like, this is going to be much, much harder for me to sympathize with Rachel. Yeah. Now. Not that I did that exactly. much anyway, but... It doesn't help. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't help, yeah. It's it's worse watching it back later, being older, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's worse. Being older and, like, remembering those people in real life who were like, I'm doing this for you. Like, you're not... Right. You're doing it and for being you. too close to the situation and maybe believing them. Like, ugh, yeah. Well, and just before that yeah. scene in the dodgeball scene, and I wrote it down because I thought it was important. Kurt says, Well, maybe you should have thought of that before you walked all over me and your borderline sociopathic climb to the top. And then how many days pass before he's like, All right, I guess I'm your friend again. It just like their back and forth non friendship really annoys me. And it's like, We talked a lot earlier on the podcast about the potential Rachel had to be, Mm -hmm. like, a character we liked who was career-driven. And, like, maybe she was a dick to other people, but she knew what she wanted. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. That's right. But, yeah, like, this season, like, is sort of the death knell of that. Yeah. Like, the, the, like, bits of that character. Right, like, Rachel can say ten mean things and then say one semi-nice thing and everybody just forgets and forgives. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, she's not powerful yeah. enough of a character for that. Like, if she was Quinn, who's, like, queen of the school Quinn. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my God, thank you for, like, looking favorably upon me. But, like, this is Rachel, yeah. who everybody makes fun of and nobody really likes. Right. Yeah, she's supposed to be really unpopular, according to what the show says. Yeah, no, yeah. Not that, not that it seems <laughs> like she actually is. She's but, definitely yeah. written as unpopular, unliked and lower level in the hierarchy and yeah. yet it's like a big deal that she's dating finn and stuff right yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not that the football team is very liked either <laughs> you know like jesus yeah. or like the cheerleaders that all end up in glee um aren't some of the trouble zones supposed to be yeah, yeah all too? the backup 
So that whole like mix of like this is the thing you do that gets you like teased and make fun of, except also these really popular mm-hmm. people do it too. Always with Glee. It depends on the episode and the day and the position yeah. of the moon, whether everybody loves the Glee Club or everybody mm-hmm. hates the Glee Club. Yeah. Ridiculous. And it's not like it's not like Shelby has any standing where if they were like, Yeah, but it's but it's Shelby's choir and she's right. cool. Like maybe maybe yeah. Holly Holiday. If Holly Yeah, they established her as a cool teacher. Like, popular cool and well liked, yeah. Uh um no. Um well, I suppose we should actually talk about the mashup songs. Yeah, I was about to say, um can't I mean can't let can't let them go obviously let's get new directions out of the way they're doing a hollow notes mash up because hollow notes never broke up you know how many other bands Uh, never broke yeah (laughs) (laughs) right you had to pick that one i think that was just to get darren's hair natural and to put them in fake mustaches right that sounds like exactly what the thought mm-hmm. process was. Um, yeah, I didn't really like the the mashup. No, yeah, not a fan of that one. Yeah, I think also in the face of rumor has it, someone like you, it it really. I mean, <laughs> how are you? Yeah. yeah. I heard that you settled down. That you. It's so good. It's so well shot. It is so well performed. The choreography is great. Their dresses are slamming. Yes. The drama of the lighting. Yeah. And like, Naya's a good actress. Yeah. I know there are a lot of like people don't like her too, but like she can convey emotion through. She music really can. Pretty well. Those close-ups and like her little side looks at Brittany. Some of the actors. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Some of the actors on the show struggle a little bit with um, Corey. <laughs> oh, Corey. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Bless him. I feel very fond towards him, but no, he yeah. was not that good at, you know. The emotional scenes, yeah. But yeah, Naya could kill it. And just, if you're going to have soloists, and Amber, Amber and Naya, exactly. Yeah. Like, New Directions yeah. cannot hold a candle to them. No. I mean, the Trouble Tones just took the best singers and were like, we're out. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they win? Yeah. They have all the best dancers too yeah. from the cheerleaders, and they clearly seem to have a better budget for dresses. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. and it's not like those women aren't strong enough if they want to do partner moves, right? They could dance together. It's not like they're they do all kinds great. of stuff. They could yeah. do tumbling, like shoot, oh, right? Yeah, like they don't they don't need Harry. They've got the others. They didn't pick a winner, did they? Of the ma- I guess that wasn't the point of the mash off. I. No, but obviously there was one. Right, but clearly there was. Yeah, Maybe that's um, why the New Directions didn't try too hard. They weren't going to pick a winner, so we just sang Hall and Oates. Do you know, this is such a random-ass thought that I just had, and I don't know why I've never thought of this before, but I think it would have been really cute if you'd had 
the characters ever like humming the songs that they're practicing as they're just like walking around or like if like later you hear uh kurt just humming like rumor has it to himself just kind of like because they watched the whole performance and they were clearly interested in it would have been just fun to like yeah we everyone's performing these songs and everyone's working really hard and it's really good yeah that would have been like nice continuity almost or just like like, real world like real world behavior yeah, if we had ever seen them actually practicing songs oh, more yes. than like once in the whole series, yeah. I mean, I guess at least the the trouble tones we see them meeting, you know, right? But mm-hmm. to think, yeah, mm-hmm. we're never not just seeing random assignments of the week. Yeah, like the the new directions don't have to practice, so clearly we're not going to watch the trouble tones practice. But I was, it, I was, it was nice to see them having post class time, like. Yes, this takes up part of their day. Yeah. But it wasn't enough. No, I wish there was more of that. It's funny when you're a fan. I think it's it's a thing that I think creators don't really understand during a show is that, oddly enough, something a lot of fans really want to see are the the minutiae and like the day-to-day lives of their characters and not so much the the huge plot points right the plot arc has rises and falls and like the story that you know what is the seven point storyline like whatever but if someone loves a character and if your job as a writer is to make your fans and your audience love a character whether they're a good person or a bad person like you just you love them and you're interested in them then you want to see that like bullshit of them folding their laundry or going grocery shopping it's all the stuff that we end up writing in fic because it's not in the show there's a reason that because of the layer scene is like one of the best yeah, like the most enduring because it's small it's and quiet and intimate and it's care yeah mm-hmm. um this is like bringing another fandom into it but no like, it's it's interesting <laughs> for me uh being in like an rpf mm-hmm. fandom mm-hmm. besides this where they are very self-aware uh, to the extent that, like, one day out of the year, Dan and Phil would, for, like, they did six or seven of these, would literally just film one day in their life. And that was, mm-hmm. like, an event. Everyone all year long looked forward to the day in the yeah. life video. Which is literally just them making breakfast, them watching anime together, them, like, doing the grocery they order. Like, they were like, we will give you one day of domesticity a year. But then, like, the rest of their content was just, like, they knew that the bantering between themselves was mm-hmm. what people wanted. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, they gave people <laughs> like, it's not that different in terms of what an audience wants out of them from a TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that, that just would have been very nice if someone on like the Glee set or any set like that would realize that. Yeah. I mean, when I watch the X-Files, like what I want are the two minutes of Mulder and Scully yeah. talking at the end. Yeah, like, all right, go hunt your aliens, blah, blah, blah. But like, give me the office scene where their feet are up yeah. on the desk and they're eating ice cream, like non-fat tofuti rice dreamsicles. Like, that's that's what I'm exactly. here for. Yeah, and Glee just always wanted the big drama. It did. Yeah. You can't just exist. You got to be breaking up or making up mm-hmm. or destroying lives or, yeah. Can't just be, can't just be quiet and intimate. Just gotta, you yeah. know. 
like there are even moments in Glee where it like felt like this was supposed to be us getting what we wanted but like I ended up resenting them and I'm thinking of a specific um the like dance number in the New York I was gonna say apartment. the dance number in Glee oh oh that that um that Make episode where so like, Blaine thinks he's fat yeah mm-hmm. yeah thank you but like and it was so nice to see all of those things like shot in film but I'm like in the context yeah, I can't enjoy I it so like thanks yeah <laughs> thanks they can just give it to us couldn't be happy <laughs> this, this is not yeah. what I wanted like, yeah I, I want to keep us bitter I want to see the brushing their teeth yeah. but not yeah. like this <laughs> Yes, I want to see Blaine getting out of bed, but not with gel in his hair. <laughs> Come on. That one We're felt personal. I'm not even going to lie. I think that one was personal. That one felt personal. You. And they're like, yeah, he's going to get out of bed in the morning and he's still going to have gel in his hair. Like, you know what, Murphy? That one was directed at me and I don't care for it. <laughs> Hurts to this day. It doesn't even hurt. I'm angry. You know, sometimes Glee <laughs> would be poking fun at itself and other times Glee would just like not think about shit like that. Like somebody already put the gel in Blaine's hair for the day yeah, before they exactly. were like, oh, you know what? They were like, well, we can't <laughs> gel that, right so. now, so. It's going to take us two hours to redo, so. I wouldn't be surprised if his hair in the Hollow Notes number was like a wig. Like they're straight up like, you know what? <laughs> the, the shooting schedule is too tight today. Just wear the wig for the number. I'm sorry. We can't undel the hair. <laughs> I feel like I remember people joking that um, it Darren's wasn't a fake mustache. He just grew it really fast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, you know, it's, that, that could have happened. Anyway, rumor has it the best. Rumor has it's the best, hands down. Yeah. Um, we're gonna let people vote on songs on Instagram, but like, come on. If you pick anything else, you're wrong. If you, you're gonna be Yeah, wrong. we're we're gonna personally reply to everyone that picks something else just yep. to tell you that you're wrong. So <laughs> if you want that shout out. If you're looking for a personal shout out, we got one coming for you. Yeah. Oh my god. That's what Wesley feels like. That was that was uh that was one of our podcasts okay. voicing. Um his opinion he has a wonderful cameo in the q a episode posted on our patreon so go be a patron so you can hear wesley's super cute cameo yeah if you you want to hear one of our 12 pod yeah (laughs) if you would like an introduction to each of our podcasts you can visit our website that's an excellent shout out wow i I gotta learn how to do that well then we should probably start wrapping this one up. Is there anything via, I mean, I don't have to ask what our favorite song was. It's rumor has it. Someone like you done. Done. Um, Before we hit up our indices. um, And I have a note from a loyal listener about the name of one of the indices that we will address. Um, But are there any, any final comments, notes, thoughts, critiques of this episode? Um, I yes. have a final note. This episode has one of my like all-time favorite non-clean oh. moments, which is when uh, Brittany sings "Stop the Violence" and Santana just like oh, grins at yes. her. Yes, that scene where they're standing yeah. at the piano is like, so cute. Yeah, they're 
like nothing nothing is gonna top clean but if i'm like excluding clean moments that is like one mm-hmm. of my favorite just like small insignificant like those are some of my favorite britney lines where so she says something earlier of just like yeah. rachel berry is still on myspace and thus i'm fit to lead like perfect <laughs> done yeah. amazing i'm loving like falling in love with britanna yes rewatch yeah. um because i think i was a little biased at the time and not as appreciative and in the closet myself so i'm just really loving it it's great but on the other hand this episode did not have enough clean in it this is true this is true or or already well that does lead us to our indices <laughs> um and and the note comes from allison who i have to um oh, full disclosure former roommate allison has been yelling at me and us that the Kevin McHale scale should really just be the Kevin McScale. <laughs> oh, so uh, it is now officially the Allisoners Kevin McScale. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll sign So up. you're welcome, Allison. Say hi to Pickle. Uh, <laughs> other podcat who is not currently here. Honorary podcast. That's what I was looking for. Honorary podcast. Well, so how is our Kevin McScale today? Not great. Zero? I mean... I want to give him half a point for injuring Darren. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Since it is is the Kevin scale, not the Artie scale. This is true. And you know what? We don't know that he didn't do it on purpose. Like, only because Darren wasn't, like, seriously injured. Mm -hmm. It's funny. (laughs) Um, great. We'll just give them that 0.5. Um, our claim decks. So, so this, this episode does include Kurt and Blaine looking out of the window in the choir room together. I forgot about that scene. I love that. So that's like, Blaine's also very cute when Kurt gives his speech. Yes. He's so proud. He is very proud. He does a little hand clap. (laughs) That's just because Darren doesn't know how to clap. I know. So, I don't know. Is that a... Three or four? (laughs) Really, really feeling it here. I feel like three out of ten. They didn't have any dialogue towards each other, necessarily. It was all, it was more about the cameramen and the editors. The writers didn't give a fuck about it. I think we can even just give them a two. All right, just One, downgrading. Yeah, just downgrading it. We got to show our displeasure somehow. One for you know, the, the choir room and one for the speech. Okay. Great. And we already have our coulda, shoulda, woulda of Blaine and Finn doing dirty dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten about that for a few minutes and now it's just right back in the front of my mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't forget anything. How could you? It's such a strong visual. <laughs> and I take notes. <laughs> oh, oh man. And also, once again, the lack of an actual storyline for Rachel and Shelby. They're just yeah. still having a yeah. weird one-off conversation. Because mm-hmm. that's that a like big weird thing. And could turn into more, but it never does. I mean, Super imagine weird. the awkwardness of... Um, a scene, especially, well, I guess we can't have Jeff Goldblum anymore because canceled. But imagine the awkwardness of a scene of uh, Rachel making Shelby come to dinner with her 2K dads. 
Especially because isn't one of them Brian Stokes Mitchell? I'm pretty sure that that Brian Stokes Mitchell is Rachel's is other dad. Yeah, is Rachel's <laughs> other dad. And he is another Broadway star. Oh. And then you could have a thing like, well, obviously this is how her G- I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, they her dads are a fucking delight in the episode yeah. that they're in. Like, and Shelby's a Idina Menzel is a fucking delight. Like, yeah, yeah it would have been funny. Yeah. Did she see Rachel's dad's when she comes into town? She's just living there for a while. I know. She, like, go <laughs> with them? Yeah. That would have been a fun scene. Yeah. I think. Manny, get on it. But, but instead, we got the trash heap Shelby storylines sure. that they have. Like, oh, it could have been so much more interesting. It could have. Why did it they have been... to make Quinn their, like, scapegoat again? And I'm like, oh. Would have been a lot more fun focused on Rachel. I mean, not that I want to give Rachel more storylines, but focused on Rachel and Shelby and not Shelby and Quinn and Beth and other I'd man. rather Rachel have a storyline like that than just another storyline of her being really selfish. Mm-hmm. But then she's nice one time and so she's the best ever and then she oh just gets to be selfish again. Like, oh. um, Alright. Well said. You know? um, well said. So I guess that I, I think we're going to call that the episode. Um, great. <laughs> great. I'm done. Um, we did it. <laughs> our our wrap-up housekeeping that one day we're going to be really good at um we have recorded and posted our q a episode which was in honor of our first 10 patrons that is available on our patreon which is patreon.com slash glee on the rocks if you want to join awesome if you don't or can't that's cool too we're fine with it um so yeah you can still listen we're cool we love you um we made a website it is called glee on the rocks.com we are thinking about ways to make the website super cool which may end up including like a rant corner uh, of a blog where we take turns um ranting about something glee or glee cast related uh in short form uh typey and not talky <laughs> i don't know why i said it like we that like but that's the typey too the typey you know, and the not talky typey um if you hadn't haven't uh, if you feel the need to leave us a comment or a review or a rating on your podcast um, platform of choice, we would appreciate that and love that. If you do and you send us a screenshot, it could be a bad review. I don't care. I mean, I do care, but also like <laughs> I'll still send you a picture of my podcast. Yeah, that's true. We can offer podcast pictures. Yeah. Is that is that pay for play, though? That might be no, illegal. Well, it's not currency. <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> I'll send you one. Okay. Um, you know, purchase not necessary. You don't have to. You can just send us an email and say, I want a podcast picture and you'll still get one. Yes. But we'd especially like it if you would tell us that you left us a review and you'll yeah. get two podcasts. <laughs> I got to say, when I said earlier, I have an idea. It was absolutely a Patreon tier where we send you a picture of like every single Amazing. cat once a week. <laughs> I just love that. That, that was the wow. fun for me. I like that you both arrived at it. A podcast <laughs> tier. <laughs> oh, I love it. Amazing. Um, super. All right. Well, well, we might have to do that. Um, we will have another mini episode coming for you, and we are working on uh, a special episode that we're super excited about. Um, we also have our first two-part Voices of Glee episode where we um had three other amazing fans 
uh, talk about their experiences with Glee, and that is also available, and it is awesome. Um, I think that's the wrap-up, right? Just about as yeah. long as the episode. <laughs> Got a lot of stuff going on. Got a, a little stuff going on. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Um, stay safe. Wash your hands. Uh, and God damn it, register to vote if you haven't. Get out there. Please do. Just do it. So that's um, that's what you missed. Wear a mask. Jesus. <laughs> wear a mask and vote and wear a mask while you vote. Amen. So that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs>